Welcome back, everybody. It is another episode of the Hit or Click podcast. This is the Game Week 3 preview, and I'm joined by Ayo. Hey, guys. Good to be back. And Facundo back for this episode. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't on the second one, but I'm back, boys, and I've been doing good. All right. Let's yeah, go. yeah. Relax, relax. All the good you've been saying. doing. Uh, well, I mean, last season, I finished, what, like 55K, and I'm almost there already. Um, last week got 77 points. Uh, first week since I, I wasn't here for the second pod, I didn't like I you like the people listening to the podcast didn't know how I did. So 110 points and then 77. And uh, right now I'm on 69k, uh, way above the the average for last week. So I'm pretty happy with that. Your rank actually went down this week. Yeah, it went down slightly. Oh shit, that's crazy! You've been killing it. But on the league, I went up, so I don't mind. I got the same points as you this week. I also got 77. But I have been rough on my bench. (laughs) (laughs) That's an L. I fucked up bad, bro. I fucked up bad. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get into it, bro. Shit, man. Let's uh, let's do some differentials or something. Get this off my mind, please. Yeah. All right. Um, So, unfortunately, last week... um, fact technically got the most points um wait okay wait i just want to say i want to address this because you guys roasted me for this uh differential pick on the last podcast and i was not <laughs> we just, there to we, just we just didn't know your thought process it's not like we were no, roasting. It, no we it was implied like oh this dude's being <laughs> fucking weird <laughs> no it was more and, just ignorance bro we just didn't know about the player we were curious yes. what you could tell yes, us about you guys him. didn't understand the greatness of mbelmo and then i had to like like tell them on the chat why mbelmo is a god Mm-hmm. And uh, last game, I know he didn't return. He got three points, but he hit the crossbar. So he was pretty close to getting a return. And uh, this guy is a midfielder playing as a striker. And uh, he had more expected goals than Tony, more involved just throughout the attacking play. So I was like, yo, this guy, he's going under the radar, you know, out of position, plus uh, some decent goal threat. So I picked him. I know it didn't work out, but you never know. I still like this guy as a pick. He looks pretty decent. No, I ha- um, I completely like I wouldn't have thought of him. Um, he was not one of the guys on my watch list until you talked about him. And Fair. if if I ever feel like I need I need to go down on Sancho, uh, not Sancho, sorry, Tony, I feel like Mbelmo, even though he's a midfielder, is someone I can have to cover that Tony um uh, asset because exactly like you said, he's cheap, plays out of position, he seems to be getting involved. So he's definitely someone who's been like I've now been keeping an eye on him more than I was before. Yeah, bro, he's only five point five. I see a lot of people getting like Smith Rowe as like a five point five, you know, and uh, you know I see Mbelmo as another decent option at that price. You know, you never know. This guy could become uh, a bit more widely chosen if he starts picking up a couple goals. You know, I hope I hope he doesn't score too much in the next few weeks because I want this guy to go under the radar. You know. No, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll definitely like become more popular as an option as like Kane comes into his dispersed team. People start thinking about Lukaku because once you start wanting three or four like top level guys, then you're gonna have to get guys like Mbemo to like allow you to fit those guys in. So I'm sure. Yeah, he's and, when, and, and when people catch the fact that he's playing up top, even as a midfielder, mm-hmm. that is a automatic green flag. Yeah, I should, I should, I'm just going to start picking Mbemo as a differential every single week until he returns. 
If only yeah. it worked like that. <laughs> yeah. Let me try Okay, so Ayo, then who's your differential? So this week I'm going big. Um, I'm going Harry Kane. He's only 7.6% owned. He yeah, scored a brace good. today in the conference league. Um, <laughs> Can we but, just give Ayo the point already? Like he's already won. Block yourself. We all know what I what Kane can do. You just happen to pick him first. Let's relax here, okay? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna say that I, I, I was quick. I was quick, you know. Um, but I mean, you know, like Kane is back. He said he's staying at Spurs, so he's definitely gonna get game time in this game because it's the last game before the international break. So Nuno is definitely gonna incorporate him. Um, and he's still only seven six percent known. Now, what I will say about Kane, um, you might find it a little tricky to bring him in if you don't have the extra transfer, um, mm -hmm. given that he is the most expensive striker forward mm -hmm. in the game currently. Um, but what I would say is, for those seven point six percent of the managers that do have Harry Kane, this is not the time to get rid of him. Um, I know he Why didn't would play you? the last. He's like captain option, bro. Exactly, exactly. This is what I'm saying. For that seven six point seven, for the seven point six percent that own him, he would be my captain this week. Um, you have Watford, and even if you have, like, even if he weren't to return in this game, he has two great fixtures, not just one, two great fixtures. So between the two games, this guy's gonna get something. Um, so that's why I'm going with Kane. I and I th I do think that. By the end of the international break, his ownership will probably increase to 10 plus percent. So I would get yeah, him early. You've already won this, Io. Like <laughs> the rest <laughs> is just a formality. But yeah, nah, Kane is is Kane, isn't it? Uh I don't know how many people can actually afford to get him in their teams if because I'm assuming most people are Salah Bruno, right? So to fit another right. 12 mil player, it's difficult, but you know. That's the beauty of FPL, trying to fit all the good players without having a like a really shitty team. So, and okay, it seems fair like enough. We're getting more premium options by the day. Yeah, <laughs> Lukaku, a certain. Uh, okay, we'll get to that. Luckily, so, we're getting a lot of good enablers as well. I gotta say, like the six million midfielders. Like you look at Ben Rahma, you look at Rafinha at six point five. Like. You, there's a lot. There's a really good way to make a budget midfield to enable you to get the guys like Kane and shit this year. So that's also true, and we'll go deeper into that in a minute. <laughs> so, okay, I was basically one, but I'll still give it a shot. Yeah, and I'm putting a lot of faith in this guy because I still have him in my team, and uh, I'm gonna pick him as my differential. Harvey Barnes from Leicester playing Norwich away. Um, honestly, I don't know. I haven't really. Like, I don't know what to think of this guy. First game, he was kind of quiet. Second game, you can't really judge too much of it because Leicester went down to 10 men. Uh, he wasn't very involved, and then he got subbed, like, midway through the second half. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it's Norwich, right? So their defense is kind of leaky, and maybe there's a couple opportunities for him to get a goal, maybe a goal and assist, who knows. And, uh, yeah, I hope this guy returns because if he does, then my FPL team is doing good, and then I'm doing good on this differential game as well. Fair enough. And that's a double win for you. I mean, for me, I'm definitely not going for a guy in my team, but I'm going for Bendia. I feel like Villa have a nice fixture against Brentford at home. And I think, I don't know, Villa impressed me against Newcastle. They played a lot better. And I'm, I'm back on... 
on the on the Villa belief train. I think they're they're probably a good top ten side, and I think Wendy will play a big role in that. So I see him having a good game against Brentford. Why not? And Wendy is low key a sneaky pick that some people had on their game week one teams. I don't know how many people have held on to him. Some people, I see some people already moving him out for Ben Rama. Yeah, that um, was an easy chance for them, wasn't it? Yeah, but I don't know. He's still got Brentford at home. And I don't know. He could get a couple of returns there. So I don't know I'll, if that's I'll, the right I can move talk, I can talk a little bit about the, the Buenvia to Ben Rama <laughs> transfer. Because um, <laughs> I was watching the West Ham game and I saw Ben Rama scoring and another assist and then his second game for West Ham. And I was like, damn it, because, you know, like, obviously, like, when I had made my my team for game week one, um, I had seen Ben Rama and I had also seen Buendia. And basically, for 6.5, so 0.5 more expensive than Ben Rama, I expected Buendia, maybe not to get two goals and two assists in two games, but I expected Buendia to do kind of what Ben Rama was doing in the first two games. Um, so... Like, disappointingly enough, that didn't happen. But um, I will say that I knee-jerked Ben Rama right after that West Ham-Leicester game. And I'm right. glad I did because I beat the price increase because I got Ben Rama at 6.1. He's now at 6.3. And when he had dropped to 6.4. So, I it, like, it made sense for me to, like, knee-jerk Ben Rama quickly because I knew I was going to make that transfer anyways. West Ham do have two good fixtures coming up. So I'm happy that I beat the price increase. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, Ben Rama's been a god, man. That's been one of my finest uh, game week one picks of all time so far. He was actually my last, like, like one of my last minute picks. I changed him for Rafinha and I didn't, even I didn't expect him to be this good. He's kind of taken the, the Lingard role, you know, from last season. Yeah, slot, slots in seamlessly gets in gets plenty of goal opportunities creates a lot of uh, good chances for his team so if you haven't I gotten mean, this guy yet hop up on him he's he's still really cheap for for 6. the 3. number of points that most people think he's going to end up with at the end of the season and uh, yeah there's just no reason to not have him yeah. I mean just West Ham in general are flying high right now oh, Antonio's man. on fire Man, Antonio is built differently. This guy is crazy. Some of the goals, some of the defense he was putting in, winning the ball back, and then like the fact that he's their striker and he still hustles at, on the defensive end like it is. I can only imagine how that motivates and inspires the rest of the team. Bro. Like, yeah, and that guy's absolute class. You saw that second goal was ridiculous. That touch he took to just take it. Oh my god, like, that was gorgeous. flicked it over the defender, takes it down, and then just. Bro, that guy's yeah, he's built different, man. He's on another level this season. He's so very far. much like entered his prime now. Like this is the best of Antonio like ever, and it's such a joy to watch, man. What a player! Yeah, so, but that, that's the thing though, because West Ham are gonna rely a lot on this guy, and uh, we know how injury prone he can be. So I hope he stays fit because let's say he gets injured, yeah, th- that's not only one transfer to take out Antonio, but how does that affect Ben Rama as well? You know, I hope this guy stays fit this season. That's a great. And, uh, Okay, assuming that Ben Ra- uh, not sorry, not Ben Rama, Antonio is fit. Is he a must-have now? You think he's a must-have? 100%. I think Antonio 100%. always a must-have if he's fit, bro. They're, he's just severely underpriced every single year. And like, I completely agree with you. As, the only problem is he's not always fit. And as soon as he's not fit, that is the transfer. You, you, you know what? Win. I have a slightly, um, I don't know, 
It's not even controversial. I think Antonio was a must-have from day one because from his price point, who else are you going to get that's as good as him that consistently returns every single season? That's absolutely He was the first striker in my team. I mean, Ings, I decided to add last minute, but Antonio was the guy, bro. He was in from the start till the end. Like in every yeah. draft I ever had. Antonio was always in my team as well. Yeah, I think that's the case for most people. For me as well, Antonio was the first striker. The other two are like where everyone else kind of debates, like Ings, Wilson, at the time, Mijia Nacho, Calvert Lewin, Bamford. But Antonio was always there, you know? This guy is a must-have, I think. The yeah. fact that he's only 39% owned is actually kind of crazy. He should be higher than that. Facts. And I also want to, I just want to touch on to the fact that Ben Rothman last year also had a bit of hype. Like when he came into the West Ham team, people were talking about how impressive and how impressive he was in the friendlies and shit. But then they moved him out wide. And that, I think that's the only reason people kind of slept on him and his price went down all the way to 6 million. Because when, when you see him in his natural position, like he is a, like an 8 million type of player. Like the, based on what I see on the pitch, that's what he looks like. So I think he's really underpriced. And now that he's in the right system, in the right position, I think if you don't bring him in now, you're going to regret it. He's just going to keep going up and up and up. And I see him being above 7 million, close to 8 million by the end of the season. Yeah, well said. I mean, if they continue this, then I completely agree with you, Ahmed. And not even to mention that this week they have a really, really good fixture where he's probably going to haul again. So hop up on the Antonio train, lad. They have two great fixtures, Crystal Palace at home and even Southampton away. Yeah, man. Less Hammer are going to have a flyer to start the season. Their first test will real test will be the United game in Game Week Five, and that'll be a great game to watch. I'm excited for that one. Also, yeah. needless to say, now they're gonna get even better because they just signed Zuma, or it looks like it's about to happen. So their defense is gonna get better. That can only make them better as a team, you know. Yeah, it is only gonna help, right? Yeah, I mean, people say that it's unrelated, but I don't know. A more solid defense, I think that just like. Gives the team confidence to push up a couple of yards, and that does wonders for a for a team's attacking play as well. You know, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Speaking of their defense, I mean, they're yet to keep a clean sheet. Is that something we should be concerned about? Like, for example, I, I'm a Kufal owner, and do you think I should be worried about the fact that, despite the fact that West Ham are playing amazing, they're still not keeping clean sheets? Well, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I th- I think this Sufal next game is really good. A, I think this might this next game might be a, a big indicator. The next two games should should give us a better indicator of that. I think right now, um, let's not read too much into it because there has been a lot of goals in the prem in general. Um, but yeah, yeah first week I, is notorious for having like high high points on FPL. Not a lot of clean sheets. Just teams just come straight out the gate, you know, firing. Um, yeah, we need we need more weeks to kind of assess where every team's at. First few weeks can be a bit a bit deceiving. But I definitely think if West Ham cannot keep a clean sheet in the next two games, as a Sufal owner myself as well, I would be starting to get a little worried. And for that five million, I would be maybe thinking of putting it somewhere else. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. I mean, his attacking role is still like great. He's still one of the better attacking fullbacks in the league. But I don't know, this season, due to their depth of attacking options up front, I see, like, I don't know, I don't think Kufal could be worthwhile if he's if it, he's making all his points on assists alone. Like, he definitely needs those clean sheet points. And if West Ham aren't getting them this year, then I don't think it's, it's worth owning at 5 million. 
but I would definitely give him another two game weeks to like kind of see what's happening. Yeah, I can see that. I'll, let's not pretend like they're never going to keep a clean sheet, right? They'll, they'll keep a, a number of clean sheets. Add that plus his assist potential. This guy's still a really good option. I wouldn't panic just yet. No, yeah, it's just it's more just a curiosity about what West Ham's kind of play style will be this year. Are they just going to be a very aggressive attacking team? Which could, I guess, I don't know, maybe I should move Kufal and get a third West Ham attacker. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we're all, like, I think people are overlooking the fact that this season West Ham are in, in European football and their depth is not great. So I don't know how they're going to cope with that. Like, so far, they, you know, they're just playing prem. They haven't started European football. But once those fixtures start accumulating... And, you know, Antonio gets more games. I don't know. Hopefully he doesn't get injured, but the team's going to be, be a bit more tired. So that's why I'm kind of reluctant to triple up on West Ham right now. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I started the season with the triple up and I mean, I'm definitely not moving off that anytime soon the way they're playing. But if, if the, if the, if it, if it happens to be one of my, one of these three leaving my team, I think it's probably cool fall because then Rothma looks like great value and Antonio is probably one of the best options in FPL. So. I think I, I agree. I agree. I think if anyone, because I have, I'm the same as you right now, Kazi. I have the three of them. Nice. But I think Sufa would be the first one out when yeah. it com- if it comes down to to that. West Ham scored eight goals in two games. Like that's wow. What a what a season we have on our hands. Yeah, so many, it's gonna be many games just playing great football. It's gonna be wild. Yeah. So next week, there's a few exciting fixtures. I wanted to know your guys' thoughts on some of the big games next week. And uh, I wanted to start with Liverpool hosting Chelsea. Who do you, who do you guys think comes out of this game at three points, if any? I'm it's a really tough one to predict, isn't it? Both teams have come out like fire. Uh, before, before we go into the Lukaku versus Salah, what are, what are we thinking on Simikas, given that Robo's back from injury? Well, Simikas is done, but I mean, I'm, I mean why not keep him? <laughs> He's, he'll run on your bench. He's a four million defender. Yeah, but I, he takes up a Liverpool slot. You don't want to just keep him around. That's true. I mean, I see. Actually, I see a lot of people have a problem this this game week with what the fuck to do with their transfer because I think most people are still pretty happy with their team because a lot of the template players have been performing. So if you really have like two free transfers like I do and you don't know what the fuck to do, and maybe uh, maybe Simicast to like another four might be like a boring, but like okay option <laughs> make get point, point one in your bank and call it a day but, and open up the Liverpool slot the one that I was thinking right because if there's one guy in my team that I want right now that I don't have uh-huh. and what the issue is that if I want this I would need to take a hit um is possibly like me targeting that Leicester Norwich game so Timikas to Amarte if you don't already have Amarte interesting um, is Amarte going to play this next week yeah, it looks like I, it. I don't see why he wouldn't. I, I think because uh, Vestergaard, who they signed, is still not ready apparently. So I think he's going to get another game. But he's definitely a short-term option. So I don't think it's worthwhile getting, you know, taking a hit for him. Yeah, okay. okay. I agree. I just don't know what to do with Simikas. That's the problem. I think... Um, I don't know. For me, I'm keeping him another week just because I have Veltman who is not going to play this week. And uh, I don't know. Apparently, there's questions over his long term, you know, vi- like viability as an FPL option. So I had to get rid of him first. But otherwise, I would have ditched him as well because 
There's other decent 4.0 options right now. Amarte even. Um, Duffy right now, who I replaced Veltman for, looks like he's going to stay in that Brighton defense for a bit longer. Duffy looks and, like uh, a option. Yeah, and he scored a goal, so he looks cheeky right now. And uh, Livramento from Southampton also looks like a really solid 4.0 option who yeah, might start. In the second role. He plays like yeah. up the pitch, yeah. Guy yeah, so there, there's a bunch of options, and uh, I know there's yeah, like like you guys said, there's definitely managers who don't know what to do. You have two free transfers. I mean, if, you if if you really don't know what to do, you can take a luxury transfer, take out a 4.0 for another one. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm trying really hard not to do that. I'm trying as hard as I can to figure out something to do with my transfers because I feel like there are opportunities here, and. This, with a guy like Simikas, I'm thinking if I could just hold on to him until I wild card and then I can get rid of him, open up that third Liverpool spot. I think that's that would be fine with me because at this moment, I don't need a third Liverpool player. I don't think. Unless Jota keeps starting, then we'll have to reconsider. But for now... Like, Jota's on fire. Bro, Jota's so good, bro. Every time he's fit, he's, he's like Antonio, bro. When he's fit, he's worth it, bro. If he's fit and he's in the starting, but I think is every time he's been fit since he signed for Liverpool, he's been like playing consistently. Everyone just like created an idea that when he's when he's fit, he can still be benched to Firmino, which we haven't really seen much of. Like, yeah, I feel like Klopp is changing that. Yeah, like Klopp's definitely a fan of Jota. It's very apparent. Like last season, as soon as he we signed him, I mean, admittedly, like what, what was it Firmino who wasn't fit or Salah? Like, Jota was playing every game. Then he got injured. Then he came yeah, back. He, and played every game. he was replacing Mane sometimes as well. Right, yeah. So, there's no question about Jota's impact in the team. I, I think it's just a matter of his, I don't know, his fitness, I guess. And then, yeah, that's about it. Like, I think if Jota's fit, I think he's worth worth the money, like, for sure. Is he, well, there's is, something to be, uh, to be discussed about, I mean, Jota, Firmino, because... Now we have international break coming up after this week, right? And uh, there's like a whole issue going on about Premier League releasing players for international duty uh-huh. and uh, how if they go to international duty, they have to like isolate when they come back or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. Firmino got called up for Brazil. So who knows if he if he goes to play international in the internationals, uh, maybe Jota plays the game after that. So he's a guaranteed starter. Well, for Liverpool's sake, there's a lot of the Liverpool players, and I think Firmino is one of them, that they're not being allowed to go play for their national country, uh, team. Uh, Salah is another one. He, uh, Liverpool. Yeah, don't they're want saying that, but apparently play, FIFA play. now wants to like impose uh, fines or bans or some something like that for uh, teams that don't let players go for international breaks. So I don't know how that's going to play out. Oof, that'll be interesting, man, because I, I mean, like I was reading about Salah and Liverpool were saying, no, we don't want him to go because he has to quarantine on the way back and all that stuff, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense from their perspective, but I don't know. I think a lot of players, um, they would rather play for country over club. So, like, they would, it, like, if, if they get the opportunity, they're going to go to play, you know? And uh, No, I get that. I get that. But as an FPL manager, I hope they don't. Yeah, I mean, Salah missing a game would be pretty bad for all of us. Uh, I don't know how that's going to play out. And I don't really think FPL-wise you can really plan around that because that's just out of our control. You can't take out like four or five players in one week, you know? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing 
we'll say is after this week, we obviously have the break. So what we're going to have to do is kind of like wait until the like, don't, you know, use your transfer early, you know, be patient with your transfer, wait and see what happens. What are the guidelines from UEFA and FIFA and stuff? And then, and then make a transfer, you know? Yeah. hundred percent international breaks apart from injuries, like now more than ever, international breaks are going to be so unpredictable and it's important. I mean, if you don't have free uh, two free transfers, then just wait as long as possible to make your decisions. Yeah. Yeah, so for that Liverpool Chelsea game, I don't I don't really know. I don't I can't even predict this game. It's it's so close. Mm-hmm. I see this I game. Think, I think nil nil boys. Scoring. I think nil nil. Yeah. Nil nil, one nil, one one. Not more. Okay. Say you're someone with Rudiger in your team. Are you starting him this week? No. 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 I'm not I'm not. Okay, well, okay, about- okay, let's let's explain why. It's just because games like that are so unpredictable. Like, would you be surprised if it finishes 3-2 or like 3-3? <laughs> you know, it could finish like 3-3 or nil-nil. Like, there's just no two ways about it, you know? Well, I mean, it also depends on who your other options are because maybe you have a... Like, Rudiger wouldn't be the first one on my list if I have th- three other good defenders in my team. But, you know, as that third defender could then you maybe it's worthwhile to take a risk but who would your other options be like that's the real question yeah well i don't know maybe some people have double liverpool defense and they're wondering whether they should start both of them yeah I don't so know. for me that game is tough to call i'm i'm just like sketch on having trent and salah already you know it just doesn't look good when you're looking at your team and you see that chelsea fixture but uh Especially in that, that game form. could go either way, and I wouldn't want to captain anyone in this fixture just because it's so hard to call. I yeah, I mean, I would have I would have an issue putting my captain in this game. But if there was any team I would have to back in this game, it would be Chelsea, um, just because I believe they're the more solid team, especially defensively. So if it was Rudiger and Trent, then maybe I would go Rudiger. But then Trent also has the, the attacking potential. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you can make a case for either team. So, I don't know. I'm going to just go for a nil-nil draw or, like, a 1-1. But I agree with you, Ayo. I think if any team had to win this game, it would be Chelsea. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, I would also probably agree that Chelsea are the stronger team at this point in the season. But, again, I I would never, never, ever doubt Liverpool, especially at Anfield. And, um... Especially their attacking prowess. So, and Van Dijk, I have to say, like, he looked he looked very good in that last game. I think he's definitely like getting back into his groove, and I think we 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 should be expecting a really good Van Dijk season. So yeah, obviously and, the Liverpool defense is going to benefit a lot from him being there. Yeah, I think in terms of this game, I think yeah, I, I think as well, it'll be a quite a low scoring game. So I would honestly start any Liverpool or Chelsea defenders I owned. I, I'm starting Trent this week. If I had Rudiger, I'd probably start him too. I think this will be a low-scoring game. It has it written all over it. Yeah, and that's why you don't want to captain anyone in this game because I just don't see the potential for too many goals, and I think a lot of people think the same way. I mean, I don't think many people will be looking at Salah as a viable captain this week, especially when you are looking at some of the other games. 
Yeah, no, for sure. Um, there's definitely better options out there. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't call this game. It's just too difficult. Yeah, it'll be a close one. It is a we'll tough see. one. What about Man City and Arsenal? Arsenal's on, what, 19th in the league right now. And uh, I don't think they have any chance in this game. Am I, am I wrong to think that? You are not wrong in the slightest. I, I, I feel like we're we might be t- we might be being a, we might be a little harsh on Arsenal right now, which I understand. I'm also harsh on them, but I think uh, I think we might be underestimating Arsenal just a little bit. Um, Arsenal just did just win six 0 in the Carabao Cup. It did. It yeah, was, but it was so West Brom's kids, bro. I, I, uh, let me finish, bro. Let me finish. Um, <laughs> okay. There's some beautiful goals, though, I have to say. Like it, it, it was West Brom. It was the kids. Um, but what I will, what I will, what I will say, is that that game is gonna be a stepping stone for Arsenal. I think Aubameyang got a hat trick. So Aubameyang had a horrible season last year. Like, there's nothing you can say that changes my mind about Aubameyang last season. But if this is a season where he can pick it up the same way Mane can pick it up. Um, Arsenal did just sign Odegaard. He was involved in that game. I'm not. I don't think City. I don't think Arsenal will win this game. I still think this is City's game. They take it. City are home. They take this is City's game for sure. But I think if Arsenal do play well in this game, even if they lose three one, if they show positivity in this game, I might start looking at Arsenal assets nice and early because they, they after this game. In the next five fixtures, they have like four really good ones. Um, so if you look at Odegaard, he's now priced at 5.5, same as Smith Rowe. He'll start over Smith Rowe. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm not saying get an Arsenal guy right now, but keep an eye out. Don't don't rule them out. Okay. Ben now White let me tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> ben, ben White will also be back after the international break. So okay, I know I I hear everything you're saying, but I disagree because uh, I don't know. I see people like getting a bit hyped over this Arsenal six nil. Like, bro, it's West Brom's kids, you know. If anything, six nil against like West Brom's U twenty threes is not good enough. I think they should have won by more goals. And um, I mean, it's one thing to play West Brom's like B or whatever B and a half team, and then go away to Manchester City, one of the best teams in Europe. So. I don't think I'm underestimating them at all. I think they're going to get slapped up in this game. Uh, I don't know. Well, maybe maybe I'm a bit harsh because usually when Arsenal play the bigger teams, they kind of, I don't know, they never get slapped up like 3, 4, 5 nil. Uh, but I don't see them doing anything in this game. I don't see any way they can take points from City. And uh, I think it'll be hard enough for them to just score a goal against them. So, I'm predicting 3-1. I think Arsenal score in this game. I don't think uh, City are going to keep a clean sheet. I, I think they will. Um, I don't know. I just don't rate Arsenal. I don't know if Ben White is back as well. And if he's not... I don't think I don't, he'll which, be back for this game. Yeah. If he's not, then, dude, that defense is so weak. Uh, they were terrible in both games. Pablo Mari and the holding center-back partnership is terrible. Um, I don't know, man. I can't see Arsenal doing anything in this game. And uh, Alba, yeah, he scored a hat-trick, but... It's a different level. It's it's Man City, you know, and 
I don't know. Every time that Arsenal have played Man City in the league from in the past, they like, lose. what, five or six years, they've gotten absolutely destroyed. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, if anything, you know what? I would not oppose someone captaining a Man City player in this game at all. Like, if Aguero, okay. for example, was still in Man City, like, this would have <laughs> been prime Aguero territory to score, like, four goals. I, I come, oh, that's super, super fact. Um, the one yeah. thing I will say about City is what are we expecting from that lineup? Because we saw Jesus play off the right against Norwich, and he played an incredible game. Yeah, he played he, really well. Morris came off the bench and scored. Um, and also, I saw today or yesterday that Jesus has told Pep that he'd rather play off the right. He feels more comfortable there now for City playing off the right. Yeah, I, thought, I mean... Predicting Pep's lineups are already hard enough. Um, that is interesting. I didn't know. But the thing that. is, they don't really have a recognized striker, right? So who do they even play there? Cristiano Ronaldo. Let's not even go Let's there. Let's talk yet. about it. Let's not go there yet. <laughs> Let's talk <laughs> about it. Okay, let's let's save it for later. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to postpone this as much as I can because the guy won't be ready for this game. You'll get into yeah, Ronaldo. No, you're right. But yeah, okay. Well, okay. I want to call attention to a website, mm -hmm. right? That is used for predicting lineups in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. It's uh, starting 11, like the num starting and then the number 11.com. And you mm -hmm. can pick any team and it's like Opta's predicted lineup. Mm -hmm. And uh, users can like pick their own predicted lineups. And then you can start seeing like people who predict them correctly. And then those people are more accurate to look at and stuff. So it could help you guys predict the, the lineups. And uh, right now they have Jesus starting a striker, Sterling on on the well, this would be the right, and then Grealish on the left. They better be paying you for this advertisement, bro. So no Morris. <laughs> it's it's just a useful tool, bro. Uh, so no, they don't see Morris playing. No, well, they do have percentages of uh, like their probability to start. They give Sterling a forty-four percent. So I don't know. Maybe Morris starts in his place. It's hard to predict City, man. It's really hard. It is, yeah. but Morris didn't start against Norwich, so I'm really hoping he starts this game against Arsenal. And then after this game, I think it might be time to take him out. Yeah, right. fair enough. We'll get back into some more City talk as soon as we get off this break. All right, so we're back. Um, let's dive right back into that City-Arsenal fixture. Um, all I'll say is... I'm predicting 3-1 Manchester City. And obviously, we've said it multiple times. It's really hard to predict who's going to start. But if you have that prediction on who's going to start, and like you get that right, then I think you have a really good shot at getting some points in this game, whether it's uh, Grealish or Mahrez or Jesus. Um, well, Grealish is looking like a more solidified option in that lineup, isn't he? I mean, he hasn't been rotated yet in two games, so that looks kind of positive. You see, that's what scares me. It's the fact that he hasn't been rotated yet. So is he now going to get rotated? <laughs> I don't know, man, because it's like you spent $100 million on him. You expect him to play most games, right? Of course. Uh, so I don't know. He's looking, you know what? When, when he first signed, I thought he wasn't going to be an option at all, FPL-wise, just because... You know, rotation, and we didn't really know what kind of role he was going to have at City. But more and more, he's looking like a pretty decent option. You know, he scored last game as well. One of the flukiest goals ever, but still, he scored. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a fluke <laughs> of a goal. But a goal is a goal, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. 
So I don't know. Um, I like him as an option for this game. I so I see some people have Gundogan. With KDB out, he could still be like the Gundogan of last season where he kind of came late into the box, made those runs, and, uh, you know, got a couple goals. But I don't know. There's not too many Man City options that are appealing to me right now. Yeah, what about the defense? Defense-wise, that's, that's a good shout, honestly, because it looks like Laporte is leaving. And uh, that leaves Diaz and Stones as like the more solidified CB options. Yeah, and you even have the fullbacks. You have Walker, you have Cancelo. Benjamin Mendy suspended. He's ruled out now for a while. Yeah. Yeah, Mendy's <laughs> like, <laughs> not only is he a bad FPL option, he's also a bad person. So don't get him in your teams. <laughs> uh, Let's not support him. But consider yeah, no, Mendy. I think, I think Stones is still my favorite option out of that city defense. Just because, wait, is he the same price as Diaz this season? I think he's 5.5 now, isn't he? So yeah, he's point, point 0.5 lower than Diaz. Yes, he might get a couple less games. Yeah, but... he's at 5.4 right now. Yeah, so I really like him as an option once he starts getting some minutes in. That's true. He'll be a good shout. Yeah, and I mean, if you're looking for a more long-term, you know, attacking player, really your only solidified option is KDB once he comes back, and we don't know when that is. I, th- I think we're completely overlooking one guy. You mentioned everyone except this man himself, Joao Cancelo. Now that Mendy's out, like, who's going to take his – who's stopping this man from starting every week? Because he's Zinchenko. only 6 million. Bro, if Zinchenko takes his part, that'd be dumb. Like, I'm Cancelo, not saying he's going to start over him, but rotation is still a thing, you know? For sure, as, as with any City player, even, like, De Bruyne. But fucking Cancelo looks as nailed as ever now that fucking um, Mendy's out. And he's, he's like a sneaky option. He hasn't returned yet. He hasn't got any assists or anything, but we all know how good and capable he is. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Cancel is the guy I'm eyeing on the state team. I mean, it depends on if you have the extra money to spend. Uh, to spend. I think Cancelo should be pretty nailed down. He was pretty nailed last year, except for a couple games that he didn't start. Right. And he was great. I loved having Cancelo last year. He was really, like, he really did get a lot of attacking returns. Uh-huh. Um, so if you're comparing him to Diaz, I would go for Cancelo. But uh-huh. if you're if you want to go for the cheaper option, then I think Stones is also a great pick. Fair enough. Yeah, I can't argue with Stones. And you know the center backs do get a couple attacking returns from corners. I remember Stones got a brace last season in one game and got like 25 points. Well, that was D- crazy. Diaz yeah. and Stones last season were like scoring crazy, like abnormal amount of goals or, or getting assists. He has already yeah. got an assist against Norwich. That's true. That was a good one, too. Yeah, you, and that's why, I don't know, you, you said you rate Cancelo over Diaz. I actually rate Diaz a bit over Cancelo just because he's way more nailed. Like, Diaz is that one guy who will play pretty much every single game, and he could get a couple attacking returns as well. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Diaz does and as good. for Arsenal, I don't rate anyone. Zero players <laughs> no. in that team. Here's my take on Arsenal. They're gonna get absolutely smacked by City, and there's they no... are. They're gonna get destroyed. But at that, I think that's your buy low opportunity right there. Like all the players are going down in price. They're gonna be on a low. They're gonna be like 20th in the league. But then they have fucking Norwich at home next, and then they have Burnley, and then they have Spurs, and then Brighton, Crystal Palace, Villa. 
Leicester and Watford. They have a great run after that City game. And I'm honestly like, I know no one wants to think about Arsenal right now, but genuinely you have to. Like after the City game, they have ridiculously good fixtures. But that's and what I was getting to. They like, can't get any worse. They literally can't. So they're only. They, they, I, I believe that Arsenal will start getting some kind of results after the City game. I know the City game is going to be a tough one for them. But after that, after they have the international break and all of that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like like you said, Kazi, get them, get some of them in early. That's the main reason I haven't got rid of. I have. I'm keeping Ben White for now, and I might. Even look at get, bringing in Odegaard for at 5.5 with great fixtures. He's going to play that number 10 for Arsenal. And also, you have to, like, there's also going to be a lot of pressure on Arteta. Like, three games, zero points. So, Arteta needs results. And I believe, they, I believe that they can start getting some after the City game. Yeah, no, I, I really think so, too. I mean, whatever you think of Arsenal... Like they're better than fucking Norwich. <laughs> like I don't, I don't care. So Norwich at home, they're going, they're gonna. Now they're gonna be so far down. They're gonna need a big result to get the morale back up. So I think Arsenal just go out swinging against Norwich, and I think that starts the starts a good run for them. So I'm really eyeing Bukayo Saka. He's my favorite Arsenal player for sure. And now he's already gone down by point two. So if he if he's fit to play against Norwich, I'm he's in my team like easy. And okay, now let me tell you guys why I'm not touching an Arsenal player like with a 10-foot pole this season, yeah? Even <laughs> if it is Norwich at home, yeah? Okay, fair enough. After City, they have Norwich at home. That's a pretty decent fixture. Uh, I think Norwich are going to be the whipping boys of the league this year, so I expect most teams to slap them up. Um, but after that, even if they were to win like 5-0, even though we're seeing on like the FPL website, we see like Burnley away, that's a two-green fixture, then they have like two, three, three, two, two, three, three, right? It looks good, but honestly, on paper, I don't see them doing as well as the fixtures would suggest. Like Burnley away is always a pretty difficult game because Burnley parked the bus. They're not very high scoring games. So for an attacking perspective, I already would be kind of sketchy on that. Um, plus, I don't know, the 5.5 mil players like Odegaard, for example, I was just looking at his stats. He got like 10 games last season and he got like a goal and two assists, which is... It's all right, I guess, but it's nothing crazy. So I would not expect him to get a lot of returns throughout the season. Um, I mean, we saw like Ozil, for example, one season he had like 16 assists. I don't expect Odegaard to be doing anywhere near those numbers. So I don't know. That Burnley fixture is already tough. Then you got Spurs at home. I don't know how to call that game. I think Spurs is probably the favorite for that one. Um, Definitely not an easy game. And I don't know, for an attacking perspective, Arsenal just looks so toothless, you know, so... I would not expect them to do too good in that game. Even that Brighton game after that, away to Brighton, we saw last season they lost to Brighton and that started like a whole calamitous run of form. And I don't know, I think that was the game where people were like, wow, this Arsenal team are really bad. So I don't know, away to them, that's also a tough game. Then Palace at home, yeah, they'll probably win that. Villa at home, last season they lost 3-0 to Villa at home. So that's a tough game. Leicester away, that's another tough game. So I don't know. I don't think it's as easy as you guys think. And that's why I'm not going to get near these Arsenal players. I've been burned too many times by them already. I mean, yeah. I, can't... Uh, I mean, if there's one thing we can agree on is that do not get an Arsenal player for the City game. Yeah. yeah. That's, I yeah, think, 100%. Unless you're playing anti-FPL. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely, if I had, like, if someone could guarantee me right now, like, Marcus is going to 
want to play 90 minutes against Arsenal. Like, that's my captain right there. Like, that's a very easy decision for me. But obviously with City, that's the problem, the uncertainty. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm looking at, like, now that you guys mentioned it, I'm looking at some of the Arsenal players. Like, I honestly don't see a single option that's like, wow, maybe Ben White. You know, that's like, okay, maybe he'll get a couple clean sheets. For 4.4, that's not a bad deal. But mm-hmm. everyone else is just like, bro, nah, you know, none of these look good. What about someone like Kieran Tierney? For five mil, there's definitely better options. Yeah. I, I mean, I, agree just, with that. I, I was really impressed with Tierney's attacking potential that he showed in the first game. And I think he could still be a good option this season. If yeah, Arsenal I mean, don't get me wrong. I rate him as a player, but it's, I mean, he can't carry the Arsenal defense by himself. You know, I think he's a really good player. And in another team, he would be really, really good. Just not at Arsenal. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, if any of these guys, if Odegaard like nails down a starting spot at five point five, you have to say like he will, he should be an option if he's a starting player at that price. Like, especially when the fixtures are good. Like, do we still all believe that Arsenal's like a top ten team? Yeah, I think they're around there. I don't think they're like top seven. I think they're like mid table now. Okay, but as long as they're a top ten team, they they have to have at least an asset like. Yeah, because all their players have taken massive discounts this year. Like, Aubameyang went from a 12 million player. He's sitting at 9.9 right now. And I'm not saying to get Aubameyang. I'm just saying there's there's got to be value in this team somewhere. And I think after the City team game, where we, I'm very positive they're going to get smacked. I think that'll be the perfect time to, like, just keep an eye on them and, like, decide if, if you want to, like, trust Arsenal to do, go on a little redemption tour. I don't know. I feel like I might find that faith in myself. At the same time, like, we're not saying commit your whole team. Don't triple up, you know, get a guy, get someone. You know, you get one of these, like, 5.5 players for a top 10 team. You can, like, if you have, if the rest of your team is solid, you know, you still have Bruno, you still have Salah, you still got players in your team, you can maybe afford to take a little bit of risk. And it's a way to climb up points because, like, you said, like, not a lot of people are going to be looking at Arsenal players. So it's a great differential to have a player like Odegaard. And if he's nailed and he's starting and if he can get involved in a couple of games, you know, in five games, if he can bag two assists and two goals, you know, like I would consider that pretty good. No, I, I totally agree. And obviously, if he did do that, that would be fantastic. But yeah. Yeah, Odegaard's that's a big if. 0.4% owned right now. That's all I'm going to say. Like, I'm just going to leave that out there, leave that energy in the universe. And if, if you want to, if you think you believe in Arsenal, if you just get that feeling that they're going to get a little comeback, I think someone like Odegaard or Bukayo Saka could be the, the man. Yeah. I feel like we've been talking too much about Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, it's definitely I not just get really good. passionate about hating on Arsenal. <laughs> I, I can say the same thing about other clubs, so I get it. <laughs> Let's talk about captaincy then, because obviously we've discussed a few options. We, we all kind of agreed we don't want to captain someone like Salah. Similarly, what I, I assume it's the same kind of mindset with Lukaku this week, if you do have him. So, And with the City, we don't know because of the fixtures. So, I mean, because of the rotation. So who are you thinking is a good captaincy option this week? I have my eyes on a couple of fixtures, but what do you guys think? I, I think? I think there's two, maybe three even obvious fixtures I four. I'm gonna say four. Um, okay. There's like, re- there's, I definitely. I'm definitely not looking at. 
I'm, but I'm definitely looking at Antonio as a possible one. Home, yeah. Crystal Palace. You have to. After seeing so what he did last week. So he's, in fact, like, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm between Antonio in my team. I'm between Antonio. And I, I, I like, I, I'm, I don't know what to expect from United. I, I don't know if we're going to see a big response after the draw against Southampton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really hesitant when it comes to captaining a United player like Bruno specifically. I think Wolves are still like, I mean, they haven't won a game yet, but they haven't got a point, but they're still losing 1-0. They're like, they're staying in the game still at the very end, generally. Like, I don't think Wolves are the type of team you want to be captaining players against. And so even whether United show up better or worse than last game, I don't think I would captain the player against the Wolves. So for me, that leaves the obvious option of Antonio playing against Palace. And the other one would be a Spurs player, if you have one, against Watford at home. Like Delhi, Son, Kane. If, if I had one of those three in my team, I think I would strongly consider captaining them. But I think Antonio let, is my favorite pick. Let, let's... Um... Let's talk about Delhi for a little bit because, I mean, okay. we saw that he was on the penalty in the last game. Obviously, yeah. obviously, with Kane in the picture, that won't be the case anymore. Right. But even then, I think with Harry Kane in the picture, it's only going to like boost Delhi Ali's potential in game. He's 3% owned, he's 6.5 million. Um, I think Delhi is looking kind of good. And he's a great differential on that Spurs team. And he's a cheaper asset. The one thing, my one concern with Spurs right now is we're obviously all assuming that Kane, well, Kane will be back. Kane is going to start. So who's he going to drop in that front four? Because Son will probably go back to the left. And if you have Dele Ali in the middle, it's between Lucas Mora and Bergwijn. And Bergwijn has been looking quite hot in his first two games. Mm -hmm. He has. So and being dropped, yeah. That's a tough so, one, isn't it? I don't know. We all know what Deli Ali's capable of on when he's at his best, but it's about him building consistency. There were times last season where he looked like a world beater as well. And uh I mean Deli Ali's that kind of player that you want to have for his good streaks, you know. When you see him picking up a bit of form, you want to get him instantly, and then once you see him start to drop off, you you get rid of him instantly. So right, yeah, he's like, always a player that's on the watch list. So, but that's my point. Like, we've seen him score the penalty. Sure, it was a penalty against Wolves, but maybe that's good for his confidence, you know? And with the two fixtures that Spurs have up next, Watford at home and Crystal Palace away, those are two really good fixtures for Spurs. So, I mean, I, I'm I'm not getting Del Ali just yet, but he is on my watch list. I would keep a close eye, and I wouldn't be opposed to the to you transferring him in these two games you know what I, I rate that move it's one of those that goes under the radar that can be you want you your know, under the radar you, transfer the ranks. you go back <laughs> <laughs> I like I like him as a pick I mean after um, after this Norwich game for Leicester I'm looking for like a new 6.5 option and if Deli Alley looks like he's picking up some form in this next game Palace away that's another solid game for Spurs so I, I might I might ha- be looking at that game a bit more closely now, looking at how he how he performs. I'm also looking. I mean, it's also fair to say that defensively, Spurs have been all right. Um, Wolves gave them a job. Uh, Spurs, uh, Wolves made Spurs really work for that clean sheet the other day, 
And we all know Nuno as a manager is very defensive and he's always been a very solid defensive manager. So I was really happy to bring in Reggie Young last week. Uh, he got me the clean sheet and I'm very excited to potentially keep another two clean sheets in the next two games. Yeah, that's another sneaky option that's been going under the radar, the Spurs defense. I mean, I think a lot of people weren't considering any of their defenders just because their first fixture was City. And uh, yeah. we expect City Precisely. to destroy most teams, but, you know. Yeah, so it didn't turn out that way. And now they got three really good games in a row to get clean sheets, which they already got one. And uh, the next two look really solid as well. And Regulon can also always get an assist or two. So he's yeah, a really solid Kane, option. And with Kane back, that attacking return only seems more likely. Yeah, even last season, Regulon was a really sneaky option. I had him for parts of the season and uh, he never did me wrong. So I always rate him as a pick. Yeah, I'm really happy with that transfer currently. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, you're asking who's going to move in the, out of those two, Lucas Moore or Bergwijn, maybe Lucas Moore. I mean, they're both wingers, so one of them has to go. I don't see Dele Alli being taken out of that team. It seems that Nuno, Nuno really rates him. So, yeah, I'm going to be keeping a close eye on this guy. Okay, Ayo, I got to ask, since you do have Reguillon, what does your defense look like? Who, are you, who, are you, who do you not have? That's what I'm curious about. Well, the thing is, I never had Trent, so... Oh, right. Okay. Um, I have Simikas, but he's on my bench now because I just don't think he's going to play against that Chelsea yeah. team. And you, so, like, right now, my my three defenders for the game week three are Shaw, Sufal, and Reguillon. Fair enough. I guess, yeah. If you're not... I mean, not having Trent is a big ally, I just have to say, because he's gotten 18 not... points in two weeks. No, I know. But if anything, I'll get Robbo instead of Trent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just think Trent is always like a must-have. Like, I, I could never justify not having him. He's such a good option for FPL. Yeah, Trent's a I get you. And, and, and like, to be fair, like, I was watching that the Liverpool's game really closely the other day. And Trent was everywhere on the pitch, but right back. Yeah, he's one of those players that's like, if you don't have him, you're scared to death of like, of him returning, you know? And when, when there's one of those players, it's like, I have to own him just to save myself the stress, you know? Yeah, I know. I completely agree. But like, with Tsimikas, like, with Tsimikas playing, like, I felt fine having Tsimikas. The problem now is he's not going to be playing much since Robo's back. So now is how do I get him in? Because for 7.5 and his price is going up like oh yeah, it's tough i mean to to it's like a puzzle isn't it like now once once he, if you didn't get him at the start it's hard to fit him in maybe with a wild card later on in the season but yeah uh, possibly with a wild card must I have. go for it um yeah and after this chelsea game they have three really good fixtures in a row you know for clean sheets so i don't know he's definitely a must own for me but I, what I will say, what I will mm -hmm. say as well, like Trent, obviously going forward, is one of the most prolific defenders in the Prem. He's always bombing, putting in crosses. And what I will say is that McNeil was eating Trent alive in that game. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, I mean, we all was... know, defensively, he's not the greatest. Yeah, but so what? But what I want to, what I'm trying to get at is that. 
and a, t- a team against Chelsea, maybe even a team against like Leeds. If Trent is still playing so high up, like, yeah, but he won't. That's the thing. I mean, like, obviously yeah, against but... Chelsea, you don't take as many risks. The no, Klopp tells okay, him, take fine. a step obviously back. Obviously, not against Chelsea, but when you're playing a team like Leeds, who has more quality up front, and who has players like Harrison and Rafinha, who are like they just run on the counter attack. I don't, and like Van Dijk is not there yet. I mean, I I, I see yeah, Liverpool conceding a few goals. Yeah, fair enough though. Their so like, amazing. I, I'm like, I I know, I I know, I know. Like Trent is scary, and he's really highly owned. But to be completely honest, I think, um, I forgot what game week it is. I'm checking right now, but in a, very soon in game week seven, Chelsea have an extremely, extremely. Yeah. Nice yeah, run of I've already planned this like meticulously, bro. Lukaku in game week seven. I don't care how. If I have to rip, yeah, game week seven apart. is like I'm tripling up on Chelsea because I and I and more, but more importantly, what I was trying to say is whoever's fit, if it's bench, like I hope Ben Chilwell is back and playing by then because if Ben Chilwell is back by game week seven and he's starting and playing 60 plus minutes a game, I would much rather have Ben Chilwell than Trent. You know what? I can't even like that's no like like diss at Trent because Trent is a beast, but bro, Chilwell at times last season looked insane. Um, especially when Lampard was still coach. Like, bro, at times he was getting so far forward and he was on set pieces. And I mean, this guy is Trent level on his day, you know, FPL wise. So yeah, I don't blame you for saying that. And he's 5.8 right now. He's gonna keep dropping until game week seven, like maybe 5.6, 5.5. Yeah, that guy's gonna be a steal. So that's yeah. so. I'm not like I know not having Trent seems kind of scary, but I really do think that there's gonna be better options than Trent. I don't know, man. I remember that one. I, I'm gonna give you a story, yeah, just to sum up why you should always have this guy. I got rid of this guy for two weeks. I think this was two seasons ago, and that was the four 0 win at Leicester where he got like one goal, three assists, twenty four points. And after that, I was like, "Fuck this! I'm never not owning Trent again." That's fair. Trent really showed everyone what he's made up that day. And look, I can't disagree with anything you guys are saying about these Chelsea players, but that's all for game week seven. So I wanted to focus more on this game week. And like, who do you guys think would be a good player for this week? Because a guy that's getting a lot of buzz right now is DCL. It's Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I mean, now he's on penalties. So what, do you guys think he's a must-have or not really? I'm not. I, I still I, really rate Calvert-Lewin as an option. I do rate him as well. I I, I rate Calvert Lewin, but at that price point right now, I'm more optimistic with Ings. Really, I I disagree because after this next game, Ings his fixtures get really really hard. He's got Chelsea, Everton, United, Spurs, Arsenal. So, um, after this week, in fact, I was already planning. That's why I wanted to have two free transfers for next game week because I'm planning to get rid of Ings and go for Calvert-Lewin because Everton have some decent fixtures. So I really like Calvert-Lewin. I mean, if, if, if you gave me a choice between both of them, Ings and Calvert-Lewin this week, I would probably go for Ings. But after that, yeah, I really like Calvert-Lewin as an option. Yeah, I'm really struggling to figure out how I'm going to have just three strikers after a couple of weeks because, I mean, Antonio's nailed to me until he's injured. 
Ings looked pretty much like he deserves a spot. And then you add guys like Lukaku and Kane and then DCL. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, I'm really confused <laughs> on what my... Well, Ings, like, like I'm saying, Ings, after this week, his fixtures just become really bad. I think everyone is going to hop off Ings. Everyone, like, he's know, on 40% right now. I expect that to drop a lot. You know, his ownership will definitely drop, but does that mean his goals will drop? I'm not so sure because Ings has shown season after season he can score against anybody. And it's and now he's with Southampton. That was bro, I don't know. That's it's Chelsea away, United away, Spurs away. It's just fixtures don't look good. I don't know. I guess it depends if you're a form over fixtures. I'm definitely a fixtures kind of guy. I I, okay. What I will say about Ings is I, I definitely agree, like his ownership will drop. Like, if you look, if you want to compare him to Calvert Lewin, Calvert Lewin has the better fixtures. I'm like, you can't argue that. No doubt about it. But it's just, it's just a question of over those weeks, who do you think will score more, Calvert Lewin or Ings? It's definitely Calvert Lewin. But I'm not necessarily like, is it like, I can still see Ings getting two goals in those four games. Okay, maybe, but I would expect Calvert Lewin to get more, to be honest. Yeah, but. Okay, you're right. Like you he's got Norwich right. in one of those, so that's like a hat trick in itself. <laughs> but am I wrong? Am I wrong? You know, no, no, no. what you're saying makes complete sense. What you're make, what you're saying makes absolute sense. But the thing is, like, okay, what I will say is this: if you have Ings and you're going for Carver Lewin, great, go for it. It's a good transfer. You know, like the like the fixtures look good. That makes all the sense in the world. But if there's other players on your team that you you feel you need to prioritize, then prioritize those play- those players. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, Ings is never a terrible option to have on your team. Um, yeah, he can be a fixture-proof kind of player where he can score against anyone. But, you know, I always go for the players that have the easier fixtures. And, uh, yeah, Calvert Lewin over those four weeks just <laughs> destroys Ings, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's my personal take. I don't know, Ahmed, you're saying how to fit in strikers mm-hmm. and yeah you've definitely got a point but it's also about balancing your um your funds isn't it because lukaku is like 11.5 mil or whatever it is and then kane is 12.3 now so you kind of have to find maybe have like one premium one like mid and then hopefully there's like a more like a low tier budget striker that pops up later on so can we can we all agree that three up front is the way to go with the season yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't see the case for like a 4-4-2, for example. Definitely not 4-5-1. It has to be at least two or three strikers. Yeah, yeah. I think at this point, the strikers are definitely looking like the best value position over the midfielders. So I don't know. I'm thinking Antonio is nailed. Ings, DCL, like that price range, any of those guys look like great value. And then you can the, like okay. inter like those will interchange, you know. Yeah. But then so that's two strikers you basically kind of have to have, and then the third striker I think everyone should have at least Kane or Lukaku, or if if um Cristiano Ronaldo comes to the prem, then I mean you're gonna have to want one of those three premium options. For can sure. we talk I, I about will... this? Yeah, bro, I've been dying to talk about this. Let's talk about you know what else? I'm gonna talking. say one thing. I will never own Cristiano Ronaldo, <laughs> no matter what? how good he does. I will not Bro, own he's going to score like 45 goals. It's going to be ridiculous. He's got KDB supplying him with inch-perfect crosses. Bro, it's a match made in heaven. This guy's going to yeah, absolutely destroy this league. I'll get KDB any day, but I'm not getting Ronaldo. Absolutely not, bro. The disrespect on this guy, fuck him. I can't believe that this is happening, right? I can't believe Ronaldo's coming back to the Prem. 
I can't uh, believe he was going to City. Or what is up with okay, that? Okay, well, let's not talk about it like it's done, right? Because it's not done yet. But it's looking well, like at the time of recording that this is it's a big possibility. He's yeah. confirmed leaving Juve, and yeah, <laughs> like right now, there's no other team that really wants him. Yeah, but we say interested. that, but then like a PSG shows up out of nowhere and signs him. Yo, uh, I would much rather Messi. he goes to PSG. Ronaldo and Messi, imagine the vibes. Yeah, yeah, but no, I hope for the sake of FPL, he comes to the Prem because that would be a thing of beauty. You know, everyone would own Ronaldo. I would probably captain him every single week, even if he got rotated. I don't care. He can, he can come off the bench and score two goals. Like, the only thing is, what's his price going to be? That's yeah, the thing I, I would guess 12.5. I think 12.5 as well because, yeah, I mean, the most expensive player is 12.5. He's got to be up there, hasn't he? And is he worth it at that price? I think so. But the thing is, how are you going to fit him? I mean, if you already have one of those guys, if you have Lukaku, it's not too much. It wouldn't be too much to get one That's million more. If Ronaldo yeah, is but, but would you get yeah. him or Kane? Like, simple, easy question. Like, bro, Ronaldo. Ronaldo all day. Really? All day, bro. Are you kidding? Imagine Ronaldo's, like, finishing with the supporter. I don't think Ronaldo would have ever had as good of like a supporting cast as like in in his career. Like it's a ridiculous service. He's also 36 years old. Yeah, but bro, he hasn't slowed down at all. Like he, he's still like an incredible striker. No, I can't I don't disagree with you at all. I just I don't know. I still think I might prefer Kane over Ronaldo as an option. Like I, I, I can't Kane. believe my ears. Oh my god. <laughs> what? Kane scored 23 goals and got 14 assists last year. He's in the prime of his career. He's You're like, saying Kane is better than Ronaldo. That's not what I'm saying. He might be okay. a better FPL option. I'm saying he might be a better no, FPL Bro, I th- you guys don't understand how... Yeah, Ronaldo's going to be same. a cheat code this season, bro. He's going to score like a hat-trick every single game. I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't think... Bro, he's definitely... Bro, come on, like... Like, not even I joking, I, I would expect him to get, like, at least, at the bare minimum, 25 goals this season. No, I agree. I think he will get a, in a similar range of goals as Kane, like, 25. But is he getting the assist that Kane's getting? I don't know. I don't know if he yeah, is. Yeah, maybe, maybe you have a case there. And the only, the only reason I could see a case for Kane over Ronaldo mm-hmm. is rotation. Right. Uh, Kane will he's start every single game. Under Pep Guardiola. Like, don't doubt this man. He will bench Ronaldo. He would bench yeah, Messi. He will. <laughs> that's the thing. He actually will. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think that's the thing. Like, Ronaldo, even if he comes to the Prem, I don't know if he's as obvious a pick as it may seem. Because, like, you could argue that Kane is just as good, if not better, at, at that same price point. And, like, Lukaku as well is not far behind. Like, Lukaku's going to tear up the Prem too. We all saw what he can do already. I don't know, man. I just think it's like that. That city team is too ridiculous. Like it's actually insane now. If they get Ronaldo, you know, like they 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 have world class players in every single position now. I, I would say Gabriel Jesus is not really like world world class yet, but with Ronaldo in there, that team is just like one of the best in Europe by far. No, I agree. And man, it will be so great watching Ronaldo versus Messi again in the Champions League in the group stage. Oh my god, that would be beautiful. Yeah, so I don't know. Cool. Well, like the thing is, if if he comes, which it's looking pretty likely, everyone is going to rip their entire team apart trying to get him in. That's true. Yeah, we're going to see a lot of wild cards. <laughs> yeah, including bro, including myself. Like, I, I will get him in by like any means necessary. I don't care who I have to get rid of. Fair enough. I can't. I mean, it's Ronaldo. It's that's 
that's a that's a dream to watch him play in the prem again. It'll be so nice to watch, even if it is for City. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm curious price him. If they price him anything less than Kane, then I think he's my guy. But if he's at that same price point as Kane, I don't know. I still think I prefer Harry Kane, personally. Yeah, I don't know. It sounded a bit ridiculous at first, but yeah, I mean, Kane will start every single game. Ronaldo might get benched for a few. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, why not both? <laughs> why not have both? <laughs> and then there's, no then you're sacrificing the likes of Bruno and Salah. Yeah. Bro, honestly, this season is going to be crazy. Like, the number of quality players that there are in this league is just Dude, Premier out league of this is, world, man. I swear to God, man. It just is, is going to be a top, top season. Very competitive from all teams. Bro, you could see West Ham finishing top four. You could see fucking Ronaldo, like, coming to City. Like, bro, there's so much crazy shit going on. Like, it's hard to predict the league this year. It's very difficult. Like, all the top teams are performing at a really high level at this point. Like, Chelsea, Liverpool, City all look so good. So, it'll be it'll be an interesting season for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, we kind of got sidetracked on this whole Ronaldo thing. I don't even remember what we were talking about, to be honest. We were talking about, like, striker options, budget, and, like, the premiums. And I don't know. I think, you know, the one guy I think is really dropping out of the discussion, which sounds insane considering he scored a hat-trick last week. But it's Bruno Fernandes. I, I think most people would agree that he would probably be the first one to go if they're getting in someone like Lukaku or Kane or Cristiano Ronaldo. Before Salah. Yeah, I think, I think that's the general consensus. I Man, don't, that's like, a tough I one. I don't agree. I don't agree. Really? Why don't we take a little break and I'll come right back and tell you why I don't agree. <laughs> All right, sure. I'd love to hear it. Let's take a break. <laughs> All right, guys. Bruno Fernandez. That, like, I just want to clear oh, up that I disagree with Ahmed. I agree with you, Ayo, without you saying anything. Okay, continue. <laughs> All right, thank you. I appreciate the support. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, but what I'm going to say is like, Okay, if there's anything we've seen from this Liverpool side in the last two games is as great of a player as Salah is, and I'm trying to take nothing away from the guy, is that, you know, like, Chata is getting a lot of goals. You know, like, Salah is... I don't think Salah is going to have the, the role that Bruno has in United. And, like, for me, like, Bruno has shown... in Since he's joined United, this guy has been the most... Like, he's been scoring the most goals, creating the most chances in the Premier League. So, for me, like, Bruno is always going to be the first pick. Like, I just think, like, he he, he has a bit of edge over Salah for me. Um, it's also my club. It's also my team. Like, there is that as well. I agree. But I just think that especially now, with Jota really, like, getting into this team, getting momentum. I, I don't think Salah is going to... Salah is always a good choice. Salah, I'm, I'm trying to take nothing away from the guy, but I just think Bruno has that edge over him. Yeah, plus we, we're, we're ignoring the fact that Bruno is essentially on every single set piece, which is more opportunities for goals and assists, you know? Okay. Also true. Here's, here's yeah, my take. But, uh, I mean, we're only saying this in the case that, like, okay, you want to get Ronaldo or Lukaku, who do you get rid of? Because... Ideally, you're not getting rid of either of these guys. They're both really, really good FPL options, you know? No, I, I agree. Here, here's my, t- my take on Bruno Fernandes, okay? This man 
he's undeniably the best player at United, and he's undeniably one of the best players in the Premier League. And he can, I can easily see him repeating last season's numbers, going for another like 18 and 14. But, but I will say, Liverpool rely on Salah in a way. I mean, I'm not saying United don't rely on Bruno, but Liverpool are so very reliant on Salah. He will start every game if he's fit, like no question. I'm, I'm again. Yeah, but so will Bruno. Yeah, but but United have more attacking depth than they've ever had before. Like they have fucking Pogba playing left wing right now and like or left mid, whatever. And I'm I'm sure like they don't want to change that. He's on fire right now. They have Sancho to still come into the team, Rashford to get fit, Martial just getting fit, Kamani's just getting fit, Greenwood's still like a great fucking player. So my thing with United and Bruno is that I just don't think like it just Bruno cannot be as essential to United as Salah is to Liverpool anymore. Because but like, he Liverpool, is. But Liverpool fully rely on Salah and Mane so as you, well. Bro, the thing is, though, have you seen United without Bruno? They are fucking trash. Right, but <laughs> maybe they're not. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Maybe they're bro, not. Any- I, okay, remember, like, I've seen games where, like, for example, the West Ham game last season, United away to West Ham, where they were, like, 2-0 down. Bruno was on the bench. The one game that they decided to rest Bruno, and they were losing 2-0. He comes on, they draw. I remember Bruno that. is point. United. That's my whole point. I don't think they're that same team anymore. I can see a very good United team where you throw Pogba at the 10, Rashford and Sancho on the wings, and Cavani up front. Like, that's a fucking good attack. Okay. I'm not saying that's going to be their team. But my point is, I don't see anyone that can play number 10 like Bruno. Like, Van de Beek is not the same quality. Pogba is not a number 10. I think they need him in that starting 11 for them to play the way they want to play. I'm just saying they don't need, he's not going to play 90 minutes every game like he always had in this season. I just think they're going to take the opportunity to rest him a little more. Because they have the they have the leeway to do that now. They have so many young stars on those wings up front in the in that number ten position. Like United, I don't think Bruno's going to be as essential to United this season as he was last season. That's my only take on it. Like he's still as class of a player as ever. I'm taking nothing away from his quality and nothing away from what he's done to bring United where they are so far. But I just think this season they finally like given him the talent around him that he doesn't need to wear that burden on him that he did the last year or two. The one thing I will say to, to that mm-hmm. is like, I, I, I do see where you're trying, what you're saying, but until Sancho is playing 80 minutes of football every week, until Rashford is back in the club, uh, back in like, like he's just, he got back to training today, but he's still going to be a little bit of a while before he starts playing games, you know? <clears throat> until Cavani starts playing games like you know Ole likes to take his time with his players you know we didn't see Sancho play the last game we didn't see Varane play the last game so mm-hmm. until all these players are fully fully fit fully trusted by Ole Bruno is going to still be the guy no so I agree in the short term in the short term in the next three game weeks I, I don't think what you're saying will be valid maybe you know, come October, November, and all the players are fit, everyone's playing well, maybe you will be right. But in the okay. next few weeks, I don't think that will be the case. Again, I'm not, I'm not trying to take anything away from Bruno as an option, but my, my point was comparing him to Mo Salah. Like, Mo Salah in his next three weeks is going to be fucking great too. <laughs> I mean, he has Leeds and Palace and Brentford coming up. Like, yeah. you, you can't tell me that it's any different for Salah. So I just think... Now, if, what I will if, say, though, is I... I like for me personally, I'd rather have Salah and Bruno instead of Lukaku and Ronaldo. 
at, at this point of the season, I would agree, I would agree. But I'm saying if Ronaldo comes into the team and if Chelsea, I, I, I won't get him. I'm just saying Chelsea. No, the thing is, though, ideally you want to have one good mid and then one premium striker, like two premiums, one premium mid, one premium striker. Yeah, I mean, so someone's got to go, you know, someone's got to go. Is there any reasoning behind that? Like, I don't know. What? Why do you? Why do you say that, Fernando? I don't know. I just think for Salah and Bruno will both hold massively, right? But. Bro, Ronaldo's gonna tear this league apart. I just see him outscoring both of them in the time that he's in the prem. So mm-hmm. one of them has to like if you want to get them, right? I'm just saying if you want to get one of those players, Lukaku or Ronaldo, one of the mids has to go. My I think my template would be like um one premium mid, uh like a couple budget ones, like eight, nine mil, seven, six. And then for your strikers, you want to have like one twelve. One like eight and then like a six, you know. I think that's gonna be the template going forward, but I don't know. I could be wrong. The one thing I will argue is like, like we're 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 throwing Lukaku into the mix, right? For me, Uh Lukaku out of these four players would be at the bottom of my list, simply because he's not on pens, and he won't have the same uh, kind of returns on assists. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo, you can argue he. You would assume Ronaldo would be on pens. Um, the way Salah and Bruno are, so maybe for Ronaldo, like you can justify it more. Like dropping one of these two guys, but like for me, Lukaku just doesn't reach that level just yet. Um, so then that's for, that's for me. So like for me, if you look at these four, like Lukaku would be out. And already out of pure pettiness, I'm not going to get Ronaldo. So, like, my decision has been made easy. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. At the end of the day, like, there's not really a wrong answer with this premiums. Like, you can kind of no, go... but the it. thing is, though, Ayo, do you really not want to have Lukaku when he has, like, seven or eight really good games in a row and he's, like, their main goal scorer? That's the other thing. Like, but at the same time, like, what I can do is if I have two transfers, I can drop Mares, get one budget midfielder, at six mil, get three mil there, or you know, even cheaper, like in Belmo, for example. Um, and I take out Ings and I ha- and I can afford Lukaku. And I have Fernandez Salon Lukaku. And you know what's bizarre? We're still not talking about last year's top fucking scorer. <laughs> We're not talking about fucking Harry Kane, who's also just right up there in terms of talent with any of these guys. And not and and let alone fucking Kevin De Bruyne, who's like, I guess he's still unfit, so I guess he's not in the conversation, but there's yeah, so but he will enter the conversation. Yeah. Of course, when KDB is fit, you also have to find a way to get him into your team. It's, I mean, <laughs> every single season, it's just getting more difficult to make like a team with, with all the good players. I think they need to update the budget and give us $200 million this year. I think that would work because then we could have just a, a nice midfield of De Bruyne, Salah, Bruno, and then have Kane, Lukaku. And I mean, Ronaldo. okay, there were like times last season where people would rotate premiums in and out. Like I had moments last season without Salah. And times where I brought him back in, you know, that might be the strategy to go to this year. It's mean, I mean, it's still developing. We're only in game week two right now. We're getting into game week three. So, yeah, but that, that's definitely true. Uh, fact like what you might have to do is like Bruno for three or four weeks, and then you put in Salah for three or four weeks, KDB, for, you know, you might have to play around with the premiums because we're, <laughs> we're used to just, you know, putting the premiums and, you know, you don't touch them because you have two or three, you pick two. And mm-hmm. they're untouched. But what you can do is that, that's going to be the other option is, 
you know, play like you say, you play the fixtures with the premiums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just hard because obviously premiums, like they can return any given game. So you can't really predict when they're going to haul big and when they aren't. Like, would you be surprised if Bruno hauls away to Man City? Not really. He's Bruno Fernandez. So No, of course. And all this it, talk- I mean, It's hard, man. It's hard to strategize this year. I don't know what I would do if... Uh, I don't know if I want to get like Lukaku and Ronaldo. Then my team is just fucked, you know? My takeaway from this is how crucial the enablers are going to be this season. Like, this is exactly why, like, in the past, a lot of the time, like we said, like I was just mentioned, we set and forget a couple premiums, and then we kind of shuffle around all our, like, cheaper players all season. But now maybe maybe it's time to flip the switch because the premiums all look a fucking world above, like, everyone else. So maybe you start getting fucking your set and forgets as your cheap midfielders, and that's why you need enablers, such as guys like Menrahma, guys like Rafinha, you get someone like Odegaard maybe, 5.5 million, that opens up a lot of money, and then you can afford to leave those guys there and just kind of rotate the premiums and just go through three premiums at all times and just fucking ball out because there's just too many of them this year like there's too many guys who you could argue are justifying a 12 million price tag yeah no those are all some solid points and obviously we have to wait and see who the cheap players are i wouldn't be surprised if um for example like a 4.5 million mid just breaks out out of nowhere and becomes like a 120 point player, you know, and then that's an easy enabler. And then you get more money elsewhere to, to bring in more premiums. We don't know. Um, obviously we have to keep, uh, I don't know, analyzing the trends of each player. Like if a Lukaku keeps scoring then it's like, okay, fine. Maybe I can't justify not having him anymore. I got to get him in somehow. And then you have to rotate around your entire team. You know, that's the challenge. I feel it can be like a, like a puzzle sometimes. Definitely. <laughs> definitely agree with that and um yeah. one thing i want to get back to we never kind of finished on this but captaincy for this week since we're on the topic of premiums i mean we, we all discussed antonio a little bit facundo i didn't i didn't hear much about what you had to say for captaincy this week what are you thinking well i was kind of thinking what you guys were thinking um i've been debating for like the past few days i had it on bruno no way to wolves but io made some solid points wolves are kind of stubborn in defense and I don't see that game being too high scoring. I think it's going to be a close one. And Antonio, bro, I, I, I watched that game and he was just like out of this world. This guy is on some crazy form. So I think I'm leaning towards him right now. And yeah. uh, honestly, now that I think about it, there's like even better options than Bruno that are not Antonio. Like, honestly, like a Vardy away to Norwich, if you have Vardy, I would captain him. That's uh, a, yeah. If you do have Vardy, that's the question. Yeah, I mean, obviously, not many people do, but mm-hmm. if you somehow do, I he's a solid option. Even honestly, over Fernandez, I might even captain like Ings to uh, at home to Brentford. You know, yeah, it's not a bad fixture either. Yeah. Okay, and anyone, if you don't have Antonio, I would even go Ben Rama, bro. Like if, if you yeah. somehow don't have Antonio, can anyone give me one good reason not to captain Antonio this week, or are we all stomped on this one? No, um, there's no good reason not to captain him. Like, yeah, unless you don't have them. Pick <laughs> your brain, bro. Is there any any reason? Because I swear, like, I, I swear there's still a hesitancy. And I, I don't know if it's me being biased because of his damn price tag or some shit. But, like, I don't know. Is, is it just that easy of a captain this week? Fucking Mikhail Antonio on World Class? I mean, the only reason I could maybe I say Palace it's a home. bit of a sketchy choice is because Palace, they can be that team that, like, sits back, you know? 4-4-2, parks the bus, hits you on the counter. So maybe that game is a bit more closed off. But uh, I don't know. On the form that Antonio is, you can't 
it's it's the guy's on form and he's got the fixture. Like I don't yeah. know. I, I think I think the main thing that you can say that would maybe shift your captaincy away from Antonio is that usually like you know you get your premium midfielder or striker who's usually the most captained player in the game week mm-hmm. and this week based off what I've been reading <clears throat> looks like it's going to be Bruno uh-huh so obviously like if you're going for that differential captain Antonio who's I don't think will be that big of a differential compared to mm-hmm. other weeks but maybe you just feel more secure with a Bruno captaincy. See, when I go for Antonio as a captain, I don't see him as a differential. Like he's just declared obvious best captain this week. That's how it looks to me. No, I no, mean, I understand what I was saying because, I mean, your premiums, you want to be captaining them almost every single week. Otherwise, why do you have them, right? We talked about this last season. Like, you want to be captaining your premiums most games. I think they're the, key they're the most safe team. options, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the only but, thing I'll say, <laughs> but it's Antonio, right? Yeah, Anto- I mean, I can completely for captaining Antonio. I personally don't think I will this week. I just feel like, given what happened against Southampton, I do think United will get two goals, maybe three against Wolves, even though they have been good. Um, and when that's the case, I want Bruno as my captain. So like. It's nothing to do against Antonio. I just feel more comfortable captaining Bruno. Um, and that's just how I feel. Yeah, okay. and no, honestly, that's like a perfectly fair choice. Like, United get a penalty, Bruno takes it, they win 1-0, he gets like 10 points instantly. That's, nice. you know, exactly. and then Antonio needs like a, like a goal and an assist to kind of match that. Yeah, and that's actually, that's the one thing I'm realizing with Antonio. Maybe the, maybe the biggest reason not to captain him is how good he's been. In the sense that every team, like Palace this week, is going to have a whole ass Antonio game plan set up for the game. Because they know this guy just scored three goals and got three assists in two games. So maybe, like, if that's a reason, I don't know if that's a good reason, but maybe that's the one thing that could hold me back from capping Antonio. Just the fact that, like, Palace is going to do everything in their power not to let him, like, do it again. Like, they'll let the other guys have the ball. Like, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe Antonio, maybe that's the one reason not to. Yeah, no, I, I can see Crystal Palace coming to, to into that game being like, yeah, park the bus, just manage Antonio and try to keep it to like nil-nil until later on in the game and then hit them on the break and try to score. Right. Uh, but I don't know. We can only play our cards based on what we've seen. And from what we've seen, Antonio's been a beast. So there's no reason to not captain him, I think. Right. Yeah, there's no justifiable. We, like, if you want to captain him, go for it. You know, like he's... You can't argue against them. Okay. All right, I'll ask you one more question because I'm considering a transfer for this week. And I want to bring in a Spurs guy. I'm looking at trying to find a way to get Kane into my team. And I want to know, if you had Kane and Antonio, who would you captain this week? Kane, I think. I think Kane. Yeah? Yeah. Kane is Kane, bro. Like, like Antonio's good, but, bro, Kane is... Fucking Harry Kane, you know. Yeah, exactly. And it's a it's a really good fixture, and you know he's like, on pens. He's on pens. He came off the bench in the last game, almost score, should have scored. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think, I think 
Kane is definitely the better better captain choice. And he's central to his first play, bro. He, if he doesn't get a goal, he can get like two assists. Right. Yeah, that's the only guy I'm thinking is a clear and obvious captain this week. Like, if you look at every single player in FPL, Kane would definitely be the guy. Like, well, I think more. there's definitely merit in captaining Son this week as well. I think there's a few people who are considering mm-hmm. that, and I can't blame anyone that wants to captain Son this week. Oh yeah, me neither. Son is going. He, be- he's probably not as good as Kane because he doesn't have the penalties. But like, would you be surprised if he gets like two goals? Of course not. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, so, I mean, if you have someone in that Spurs fixture, I'm like Son or Kane, you're going to captain them. All right, let me throw another hypothetical at you. If I could, for example, say bring in Son this week, or I could bring in Kane on a hit, and I would captain either one of them, obviously, which one would you bring in? Son without, on a free or Kane on a hit? That's a tough one. That's a tough one, man. It depends. Wait, who are you getting rid of him for a hit? Like, who are you taking out? Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> it matters like because game. their point potential is like you know it's important whether it justifies a hit or not. No, but you 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 and and this I want you to in a vacuum just compare Son to Kane in this sense. I, I'm not like taking out who I'm taking out is kind of like it adds more variables to the question, and I'd rather just hear your opinion on in a vacuum Son or Kane on a hit. Is Kane worth four points more than Son this week? Mm, oh, that's tough. I would say yes. Just like, I don't know. Just because I think Kane's going to score like a hat trick, honestly. Yeah, I can, I can, I'm really seeing that as well. And I'm thinking it's an opportunity. Like, he's Iowa's differential this week. This man's under 10% owned. And like, everyone's struggling for a clear captain choice. So maybe it's the week to like go big on a hit and get Harry Kane in my team. Yeah, but the thing is, it's kind of early, you know. I, I wouldn't want to be taking hits so early into the into the season. If you guys heard who I'm getting rid of, you wouldn't be happy with it either. So. Just say it. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's Bruno. <laughs> and I know I know your guys' thoughts on that, so <laughs> we don't need to get into it. But You, you deserve to get bullied, but I'm not the one that's going to do it. I just think Kane's a better option than Bruno right now. Like, it's that simple to me. Nothing wrong with Bruno. Bro, I Bruno literally I'm scored a hat trick, like, first game week. Yeah, I didn't think Kane has better fixtures. Kazi already knows he fucked up. I didn't fuck up. I just know you won't you won't want to hear me out. But the one bro, the one thing I will say the one thing fixtures, I bro after Newcastle they're really tough. It's fucking West Ham, Villa, Everton, Leicester, Liverpool, Tottenham, City. Like are we sleeping? Yeah, no, that's that, fair. Honestly, actually, that that's that's a fair point, bro. It's, okay, it's fucking the, the one the one thing I will say though is if there's a time to get Kane, it's now because he's at twelve point three. You know, like, yeah, like the, facts the, because that's probably going to be his lowest price point in the entire season 12.3. Like, what we were saying, what you were saying about the Arsenals, you know, getting them at a low price, that's what you have, like, that's what you're going to be doing with Kane right now, right? So, that's I'm out. <laughs> You're getting rid of Bruno. No, like, you know what, Ahmed. Now I'd that I'm scared. thinking about it, it's not it's not that ridiculous of a choice. Like I think Bruno that, is still it, worth owning for the next few weeks, but after that, yeah, I mean, we're talking about rotating premiums. Like Kane for Bruno is not the worst thing in the world, I guess. No, like I get it. I definitely get it. And honestly, I think if there's a time to get Kane, it's sooner rather than later. 
right. Yeah. Not, uh, like I said, it, this, this is probably Kane's lowest price point throughout the season. He's only like 9% owned. Once he goes to like 50%, he's going to go up to like 12.7, 12.8, 12 12.9. So yeah, it's a good time to hop up on him right now. Not going to lie. I, yeah, I think you guys have convinced me. I was expecting right. a lot more drawback because of the Bruno thing, but I don't. No, like I mean, it. you still I, deserve I still to get bullied, like but I still don't but, like it. <laughs> but I mean, if there is a time to make that sacrifice, if there's a time to make that sacrifice, it's now. Fair enough. Especially when you have I, I don't think, who's I don't think well. it's worth getting rid of him. I don't like. He's still got like two or three really good <laughs> fixtures. Even that West Ham fixture is still good. Ahmed, can't you take out Salah instead? Hell no. Bro, <laughs> we only discussed this. I'm telling you, Salah's the better pick than Bruno right now. I'm, I'm really, I'm not changing my mind on that one. So, it has to be Bruno for me. Okay, but fine. Then admittedly, follow- if I took out Salah, I could avoid a hit. So, that is something to consider as well. I could just do Salah to Kane, essentially. Honestly, honestly, if I was you and I had to get Kane in no matter what, I would rather downgrade Trent to like a 5 mil or like a, five, like a 4.5 than take out Bruno. That's just my personal opinion. I mean, I'm Trent also... No, I, I would do that too, but Trent's not going to cover them. I need, I need, and it needs to be Bruno or Salah. But so okay, what I, what I will say is, if Salah can, I know you're you're not going to like it, but for the, for to like avoid the minus four, I would mm-hmm. take out Salah instead of Bruno. I mean, damn. <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't know, bro. It's Mo Salah. It's most love, bro. Look at his fixtures. He has Leeds, Palace, and Brentford next. He's gonna fucking eat. Yeah, but then what you do is you get Jota, and you cut, and that kind of covers a little bit. Oh, no, I do want to get Jota, but I think that's more of a long-term plan. I'm gonna have to move Simikas out first. Yeah, Honestly, yeah fair the, enough. is not a horrible idea. I could just downgrade Trent and then, I guess, start Simikas this week. But Simikas isn't even gonna play, so no, I can't really. No, We're not even to... taking into account the fact that like soon city assets are going to be viable too. Then what the fuck do we do with them? You know, <laughs> like we're, we're talking about Spurs assets. Then we have like United, Liverpool, Spurs. Mm-hmm. City. Yeah. Chelsea. Plus city. Plus Chelsea. Time. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like we said, like all these players are justified. So you have to, at the same time, like one of the best, things you can do in FPL is like follow your feet like gut um like you know for you taking out Bruno is like to instead of Salah it's like the obvious choice for me Mm -hmm. the obvious choice would be to take out Salah all right and get Jota you know so yeah I think this year it's gonna be like the year the season where it's there's like really no template team because there's so many unique options like in combinations you could have and they would all be completely justified, you know? Yeah, facts. Yeah. I think it, like what it comes down to at the end of the day as well, more than anything, is like getting the right captain. So if yeah, you think facts. Kane, if you think Kane is gonna score, like if you think Kane's gonna have a big call this week, I do. Then do what you can to get Kane and captain him. You know, make make it worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you can only basically judge like the you can't judge the outcome. You kind of have to just judge like based on the choice. If you get Kane and like you took a minus four and you captained him and he didn't haul, it's like Um, well, you can't really do anything about that. You you uh did you made the right move, you know? Yeah. Fair enough. 
Wow, there's been a lot to cover this week. Yeah, it's been <laughs> yeah, Jesus. We've milked this shit out of this game week. Like literally, there's nothing else we can cover. Yeah, I think I think this game week though is gonna be very interesting for like I like it'll kind of like we after this week, you know, we'll have seen the first three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first three games of the season and that's going to lay down the foundation for like the next month or so of the of the yeah. season because also like let's not forget the transfer window still open until the end of the month so i think you know for the next like for game week four we'll be back and there'll still be a lot to talk about yeah i think yeah given the injuries and everything I was going to say, I think this game week, we're going to see a huge deviation in terms of everyone's rank. Like, for now, I think most people have a very similar template team. I think this is the week that's going to be super pivotal because, again, a lot of people I've, I've heard from everyone in my league, like, people are struggling to figure out what to do with their transfers. Like, a lot of people have two transfers and nothing to do with it. And I'm thinking that means there'll be a big separation. There'll be people who take the conservative move and move someone like a Simicast for another 4.1. And then there will be people who like do what I'm considering and just make a big like abrupt change and take a hit and get someone like Kane in or Lukaku in. So I think we're going to see a lot of change this week for the first time. And I think that will make things a lot more interesting for FPL. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. That's, that's facts. And uh, honestly, apart from just because I know we've been focusing a lot on the premiums, but this game week is also not just about them. It's really about like finding those cheap players that allow you to get more premiums into your team, you know? I'm talking right. about like a Duffy, a Livermento, or like an Obami yeah, Deli. I, I, I wasn't sure if we were gonna if we were gonna get around to it today, at the, given how long you know we've been going on about the premium. But there is one player, there is one player that has gone completely under the radar, in my opinion, that has caught my eye. And maybe the fixtures are not great in the next few weeks, but he does reach. I think I forgot what game week it was, but Southampton do reach um, a nice run of fixtures, and that's Ad- Adam Armstrong. Yeah, I rate him as a player, bro. The guy he scored in starting, the first game. He was in my game week one team last season. Yeah, and right, and he scored in the first game, and he looked extremely dangerous against United. I don't know how he didn't score two goals against United. Mm. Um. Keep an eye out for this guy. Six million striker, looking much, much better than, much more threatening than Tony has. Oh, wait, you're talking about the striker. I thought you were talking yeah. about the mid. Ad, no, no, Adam Armstrong, the new signing. Oh, for yeah, South the Captain. new signing from Blackburn. Yeah, he looks he, decent he looks as well. Really He's pacey, bro. That kid's He's sad. pacey. Like, this guy's looking really, really good. Him and Che Adams seem to be linking up pretty well. So I'm keeping an eye on this one guy as my third striker. If I need a cheap option, he's kind of my go-to right now. Ivan Tony, you know, he's on pens, but I haven't seen too much from him yet. Um, obviously, for now, like, I'm not rushing to bring in Armstrong, but, you know, Southampton are playing Newcastle next, so that could be a good game for him. Obviously, then, for Southampton, the games do get a little bit tricky. I know um, they play West Ham afterwards, and then after that... Southampton play against City. So maybe now is not the right time to bring him in. But I think after City, they might have one more tough fixture and then their fixture starts getting really good. So keep an eye on this guy. Trust, 
trust me. Like this is a yeah. I mean, he's already got a goal, but it's still Southampton. We got to see how they're gonna. Yeah, but what I'm saying is how they're gonna do. This guy looks threatening. So like he's been causing problems for United. He scored a goal in the first game. Just Mm. keep an eye out. I'm not like don't bring him in just yet, but keep an eye out. Maybe this is Ayo's like Nostradamus prediction, and at the end of the season, we'll call him a god. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll definitely keep an eye on now. So that's a watch list of the week. Interesting. Yeah, but I mean, I think we've pretty much covered everything, boys. We've talked about absolutely everything. Yeah, we could talk about a good podcast. So yeah, I think I think we're ready to call it there. Hope you guys have a good game week. Good luck to everybody making big and join the league. Make sure you join the league. I'll leak code. Yeah, I'm gonna just give me a second. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting the lead code right now. Um, what I will say is like, good luck, everyone. Obviously, like we want to finish on a high note before the international break. There's nothing more depressing in fantasy when you know there's an international break and you have a shit week. And you have to wait there, depressed. Oh yeah, definitely. Like yeah. just two weeks of seeing that red arrow on your screen. Like there's nothing more depressing. Be extra cautious <laughs> this week because I feel like we're gonna have a lot of quitters this week after this one. People just get lazy after the international break. People are going to drop out of the shit. So only the tough survival season of FPL. So make sure you... Yeah, it's, it's, FPL is not designed for the week. Never get too high. Never get too low. Whatever happens this week, just you'll be fine. And uh, since I was taking forever to find the leak, what I found it, it is T-G-Y. I Do you want to repeat it? Yeah, you have the wrong leak code, my guy. Nah, don't don't cap. Really? Yeah, you do. <laughs> the code for our league. Three U Z P G Y. That's what I fucking said. Ah, I didn't hear you, bro. I heard something else. <laughs> Never mind. I'm sorry. I apologize. That's exactly what I said. Okay. I apologize. I apologize. P G Y. Thank you. I, 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 <laughs>